The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. As Jesus taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. The lectionary folks have done a fine job today, and um, so many times I realize that I stand before you and I pick on them, and I do it lovingly because I can't imagine how difficult it must be to pick four readings that follow in succession over a three-year course. It's a very difficult thing. But today, they, they match up precisely as they often do. Um, and there are a couple of different uh, genres and topics that run through them. But I think, for me, the one that really spoke to me and really spoke to me through the whole of the days Friday and yesterday was the topic of the building of the house of God. Because each one... Um, very succinctly, including uh, the book of Ruth, which talks about the building of the house of David from its foundation with Ruth through Boaz and everyone else, um, and then goes to the psalm, who clearly states, David clearly states in the psalm this morning, unless if the Lord builds the house, it is built in vain, to Hebrews that Jesus did not enter into a sanctuary that had been built by human hands, that's a reasonably facsimile thereof, but not that. He entered into heaven to the gospel with Jesus standing across from the tabernacle, the building, the worshiping space that they had built for God and looking at it and talking about it. And so all of them have the same thing, the same thread throughout them, which makes me wonder or causes me to wonder over the last couple of days what's important about the houses that we build and the houses that we don't and how we go about it and all those sorts of things. Now, I'm not talking about physical structures, you understand. I'm not talking about the price of lumber. I know it's important in a market economy to talk about such things, but that's not really where I'm at. Where I'm at 
is our church and ourselves, our souls, and our bodies. That's precisely where I am. The founders of the Episcopal Church, not the Anglican Church, but the Episcopal Church, and their enduring wisdom after they had set up a church in Jamestown, still there, I believe it's a worshiping community, um, watched as we formed a government over the next 100 years, 150 years, and in 1700, we modeled the governance of our church after the governance of the United States. Now, the kids that were in confirmation class, their eyes are rolling back in their heads right now because they've heard this lecture okay already. I'm going to do it in 30 seconds or less. So um, uh, we have a presiding bishop that's like a president. We have a house of uh, deputies. We have a house of bishops. So we have a Congress, a Senate. We have, um, at a lower level, we come down to governors who are bishops, uh, we, to the states, and then we have rectors who are mayors and vestries who are city councils, and we do everything almost precisely to the same measure. We are a large bicameral body. Uh, I was corrected several months ago. I know that we're the second largest bicameral body when we meet, so I assume that the first was the United States, but I'm told that it's actually India, and the United States would be third in terms of bicameral bodies. So we, we govern ourselves that way. Now, I said all that to say that when we did that as a house, the one thing that we did because of the house we had just come from in England is to give our presiding bishop absolutely no power whatsoever. Because what we had just fled from was persecution by the archbishop in, in England who would kill at his leisure, put people on the stake and burn them for their different beliefs and their different uh, ways that they came to God within the Anglican Church. So our presiding bishop here, and it's, of course it's not like that there anymore, but um, it'd be entertaining if it were. But no, it's not like that anymore. Um, if the Oscars were like that, I'd watch. So our bishop um, here, his preeminent thing that he does is to model Jesus Christ and the gospel. And we have a mighty fine one who does that right now, uh, better than perhaps anyone that I've ever seen. And so um, the house that we're building right now as we follow his lead is the house of love in the name of God who is love and that we are following in the ways of Jesus Christ, which is precisely what we are supposed to do. That is the house that we're about building right now. It is not a house that is built in vain. It is not a house that we stand from across and watch people put money into the treasury and worry about the leadership of this house. And more promising than that is yourselves, your souls, and your bodies. Because what we want to be about is teaching you how to build a house within yourself for the Holy Spirit and for God to dwell. And unless if the Lord builds it, we build it in vain. So here's what we know. We're supposed to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and body. We're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. And on doing those, we're supposed to show the world that with all that we say, sing, and do. Those are very hard things, very difficult. We fail many times, but we try, and oftentimes we do succeed, and the world sees it. I wonder about where we are as a nation of people, of Christians, and where our houses are being built right now. Because if they're being founded on strictly the principle of a government, they will fail. 
if they're being founded strictly on the principle of our religion is chief amongst all things before the love of Jesus Christ and of God, they will fail. If it is anything other than the gospel of Jesus Christ and the love of God, it will fail. It is in vain. This is not a political sermon, but it is an opportunity for me to say the appropriation of which the house is out of order, you only need look at on this day the number of veterans that are on the street freezing to death and addicted to drugs. They should be the first and foremost people that we appropriate and take care of for what has been called the full length of obedience and beauty that they've given to their nation. So that's what the church does. That's where we come in. I've often thought that the role of the church and the government are the same, to take care of those who can't take care of themselves. Now, you may disagree with that. That's my own personal belief. But I think fundamentally, where we are right now is in the process of building a new house. Even here at St. Stephen's, we're building a new house. We have a new chief builder, and he's a fine one. He is a fine one. We are not building in vain. We want you to come along to build a new house within yourselves, to worship the Lord your God, to welcome Him into yourselves so that we can do great things for the gospel of Jesus Christ and for the world. We hope that you will come with us. And I know that most of you already have. And for those of you that are still thinking about it, come on the journey. Come and see what it is that our Lord has done for us, for it is magnificence, pure and holy, and so unbelievable to behold. And so this day, I ask you, as you look within yourselves, as you look within this place, as you look at Jesus, who's looking at their tabernacle, if you go and read your Bibles today, for some of you, that means you need to take the plastic off of them. Go home and take your plastic off your Bibles and read the section of Mark today. And read what we just read. In the very next section, the disciples say to Jesus, what, what a, a glorious place this is, this worship place, this tabernacle that took them thousands of years to build. And Jesus Christ I says, I tell you, not one stone will be turned upon another before the Son of Man comes. It will all be destroyed. And they all looked at him, and they marveled at what he was saying. For something that had built for thousands of years could be toppled and torn down, and it would be done within 70 years. It would be gone and erased. We only have a reasonable facsimile of and drawings now. Unless if the Lord builds, it's built in vain. We need to hang on to the things that matter. And the thing that matters is Jesus Christ and the world and the Word of God. Who is it that our household will serve? Amen. Let us stand and say the words of our faith together in the Nicene Creed.